You are listening to the official podcast of Grace Satomwa, episode 13. Before Nicodemus spoke with Jesus, it looked as if he knew all the answers. Then Jesus turned those answers on their head. Don't miss these three messages leading up to Easter, following the story of Nicodemus in the Gospel of John. Dive deeper in today's message by reading from John chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chris Childs. Happy Pie Day! Did you know today is Pie Day? I actually have some pie in the other room waiting for lunch for me today. I'm, I'm so excited. I, I, I have a couple different choices. I might do a pecan pie. I might do some, I think it's like a wild berry or a strawberry. I, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm a big fan of pie, but today is not that kind of pie day. Today is pie day because it is March 14th and, and the, the numerical value of pi is 3.14 something. I don't even know what. When I was in, I think it must have been middle school, I thought if I could only memorize something like 15 digits of pi, I might really be cool. I know most of my attempts to be cool in middle school, for those that knew me in middle school, you, you know those weren't usually very successful. But I, I had this idea in my head I needed to memorize all the numbers of pi. And so I, I like sat down with them and I, I think I stuck with it for at least five minutes before I said, okay, this is not worth it. Um, but at that point I thought memorizing things, memorizing pi, memorizing the lyrics to popular songs, that would make me cool. That would give me value. And interestingly, around that same time, my faith too was about knowing the right answers. It was about memorizing. It was about getting it right, agreeing with the right side. I, I grew up in a congregation that placed a whole lot of emphasis on memorizing the books of the Bible, the names of them, in order. It placed a whole lot of value of memorizing the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed and the specific explanation of each one. It placed a whole lot of emphasis on memorizing. And when it came to the answers about what our faith is all about, it was very much about agreeing with the right side. When, when the question came up, we had to make sure that we didn't express an opinion that might be wrong. Because then we were told, nope, it's time to get in line. This is the right answer. And if you can relate to having your faith being about right answers, then you can relate to a man named Nicodemus. And the story that we just heard from John chapter 3, there's this man named Nicodemus. Nicodemus, he was a Pharisee. Pharisees were known for having the right answers. They are known for their memorization. They are known for their right teachings. And even more than that, he was a member of the Sanhedrin, the ruling Jewish council. And his, this Nicodemus, he heard stories about this Jesus that was going around. He heard the stories of, of how he was causing some kind of a ruckus with John the Baptist. And John was already a bit of a troublemaker. And this Jesus, he went around teaching and he appeared to be some sort of a, 
a rabbi, a teacher, but no one ever trained him. He wasn't trained in the Pharisee way. And so how could he be a rabbi, a teacher, if he didn't receive that kind of training? What's going on with this Jesus? And then Jesus comes to Jerusalem and he enters the temple, that high, holy place, that center of politics and religion at that time. And he enters the temple on a day where there's a lot of money to be made, selling animals at a steep price to be sacrificed as part of people's act of worship. And Jesus went into the temple, which wouldn't be such a big deal. In fact, as a member of the Sanhedrin, as a Pharisee, Nicodemus would want Jesus to go into the temple and pay the price to get the official right animal for the sacrifice. But that's not what Jesus does. He goes in there and he turns over the tables and he drives out the animals and he stops everything going on. On this high, holy, big day, one of the major fundraisers of the year, but also at the center of political and religious life for the Jewish people at that time. He stopped everything. It turns out Jesus is just the same level of a troublemaker as that John was. And many people, the same people that are being exploited, being taken advantage of that were were giving money to this fundraiser this required fundraiser many of these same people started believing in jesus and saying could this be the one that god has sent and nicodemus a member of that ruling by the sanhedrin part of that legalistic rabbi sect the pharisees the teacher of the law, he says, it's time to meet this Jesus. So he goes. He came to Jesus at night and he said to him, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could do these miraculous signs that you do unless God is with him. He came to him at night. Why would he come to him in the middle of the night. I mean, isn't that just a little bit odd that he came at night of all times? Because Jesus was there in the daytime. He was there in the afternoon. He was there in the evening. But instead, Nicodemus comes in the dark of night and he asks these questions. And he comes in, and he actually doesn't even begin with a question. He begins by saying, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher. He's puffing Jesus up. He's giving him high praise and high compliments. You are a great teacher. And Jesus sees right through it. He says, you came from God. He doesn't ask a question. He just says, here's how great we know you are. But Jesus sees right through it and answers, I assure you, unless someone is born anew, it's impossible to see God's kingdom. Now, Scripture says Jesus answered, but what was the question? Nicodemus had never asked one. 
Nicodemus made the statement that you have come as a rabbi and as a teacher. And Jesus responds and says, you have no idea why I've come. It isn't about teaching. It's about a new life. You've come in the darkness of night to question my teaching. Get a life, Jesus says to Nicodemus. Like literally, really, get a life. That's what you need to do. You need a new life. You don't need a new teaching. You need to be reborn. And this word, anew, and some, some translations might say again, and others might say from above, because it's a Greek word there. The word is anathon. I'd like at home, I'd like you to say this word. If you're driving, you're listening to the podcast, I'd like you to uh, just say this word out loud, anathon. It has two meanings to it. One meaning is again. One meaning is again, as if he's saying, unless someone is born again, it's not possible to see God's kingdom. The other meaning is from above. Unless someone is born from above, it's impossible to see God's kingdom. And Nicodemus, he's he's stuck on this idea of getting born a second time. And he's thinking, how is it possible? And think about this for a second. How is it possible for an adult to be born? It's impossible to enter a mother's womb a second time and be born, isn't it? That's what Nicodemus says to Jesus. Because Nicodemus, the teacher of what it means to be a follower of God, he doesn't get it. He gets all these, all caught up in these physics of being born as an adult. And he doesn't understand what Jesus is really getting at. That's more than just physical rebirth. He's talking about, yes, be born again. Yes, that's part of it. But be born again in a way that's from above. Jesus loves to do this. Take a word and it's both meanings. And then when, when Nicodemus says, it's impossible, right? It's as if Jesus says, I'll try again. Let's see if you can understand it now. And he answers, answers Nicodemus. He says, I assure you, unless someone is born of water and the spirit, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. In other words, he's saying, yes, Nicodemus, it's impossible to be born twice. That's not what we're talking about. The natural birth only happens once. I'm talking about a spiritual converting birth into new life from above. And he uses these two words that to you and to me, we might think, oh, yeah, that's that's just a little word he uses. not significant to Jesus and the Nicodemus. It should have been really significant. Be born by water and the spirit. If Nicodemus knows the Hebrew scriptures the way a Pharisee and a Sanhedrin member of his status should have, then he would hear these words by water and the spirit, and immediately he should think about God's promise in Ezekiel 36, where God says, I will sprinkle clean water over you, and you will be cleansed. I will give you a new heart, and I'll put a new spirit in you, my spirit. For the people of Israel, this is the promise they've been longing for. For the people of Israel, the people of God, who had faced exile and who now were under the rule of other nations, and it had been for hundreds of years since this prophecy was made, 
This is the promise they kept looking back on is one day God will sprinkle clean water on them and purify them, cleanse them. That God will put a new heart in them and a new spirit in them, God's spirit. But the Pharisees, they often set that aside and they said, no, we're not focusing on longing for that new heart and new spirit. Let's just focus on trying hard to be obedient. Maybe that'll be good enough. But Jesus is here talking to a high-level Pharisee and says, no. I assure you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, it is not possible to enter God's kingdom no matter what else you might do. Nicodemus's response is this, how are these things possible? See, Nicodemus came in the dark of night to test Jesus. And now his own right answers, they're falling short of what he's hearing from Jesus. He had always believed that the spiritual life is about going to church. That the spiritual life is about following the rules. That the spiritual life is about trying to be really good and giving money when you're told to give it. And obedience to the law. Just doing the right thing. Isn't that enough? Isn't that what it's all about? And if it isn't enough, isn't it all that there is? Even if it's not enough, isn't that the best we can hope for? But Jesus is offering and talking about something so much more. Jesus answers Nicodemus. He says, you are a teacher of Israel. You are one of the people who's supposed to get it. And you don't know these things? This is a key opportunity for Nicodemus. Because when we understand the limits of our understanding, then we're ready to enter into something new. But in this conversation... That's the last that Nicodemus's words are recorded. We don't hear anything else from Nicodemus in this conversation. Jesus continues to talk. The narrator of the book of John continues to share some things. But we don't hear Nicodemus's words one more time in this conversation. How does Nicodemus respond? John chapter 3 doesn't say. But how do you and how do I respond to Jesus at that time in my life? That time in my life where I said, my religion is about following the rules and memorizing the right things. I had an experience, and some of you have heard this experience before. I don't mind sharing it again because it's so dear to me. When I was in eighth grade, a group of Irish missionaries who were based out of Atumwa, hosted by the Methodists in Atumwa, they came to visit a group I was in at my church in Oskaloosa. And they came and they talked about their new life in Jesus. They, I had this experience maybe a little bit like what Nicodemus had. Where they were talking about the joy that they had in Christ. And the hope that they had in Christ. And the new life in Christ. That they were able to overcome really difficult, painful circumstances. Because they had a purpose 
And more than the purpose, they had a life, a whole life, a, a heart of flesh beating in their chest kind of life from above to help them see the whole world, to help them see other people in new ways. And I can't say I put my faith in Jesus that day. But I can say that day started me on a journey where I realized the faith that I thought I was holding on to was paper thin. And there was something more out there and I wanted it. And if those groups of Irish missionaries based in Atelmore didn't visit my confirmation class in Oski that day, I don't know if I'd be a follower of Jesus today. I'm asking you, do we seek new life in Christ each day? Or do we allow ourselves to be satisfied with an old life? A life based on rules? A life based on achievements? A life based on less? The passage that we're reading today, it continues beyond verse 10. That's as far as we read. But it ends with this interesting conclusion in the same way that began, focusing on light and darkness. This is the basis for judgment, the passage says. John 3, 19. The light has come into the world, and people love darkness more than the light, for their actions are evil. Now, we don't know if Jesus said these words or if they're part of John's narrative commentary. If you open it up in your Bible, you might see quotation marks around it. You might not. It just depends on what that group of translators were guessing. But the implications about this man, Nicodemus, who comes in the dark of night is very clear when the scriptures say, here's the basis for judgment. Light came into the world. And people love darkness more than they love light. Nicodemus wasn't an evildoer like we might think of someone. Nicodemus always sought to obey the letter of the law. And the scripture says that's not enough. How can Nicodemus be described as someone who loved darkness instead of light when he was trying to obey the letter of the law? Well, it was because the light came into the world. Nicodemus was face to face with him. Nicodemus saw the light enter the temple. Saw the light enter the temple and proclaim a message that says people matter more than rules and rituals. Saw the light come into the temple and drive out the ways that people were being harassed and manipulated. And Nicodemus he loved the right rules and the right rituals and the right answers. He wasn't ready to live a new life led by God's spirit. So he didn't talk in the daytime to Jesus where he might be seen. He came in the night. But this isn't the end of Nicodemus' story, friends. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He went at night to test Jesus. But instead, Jesus tested his religion and showed it to be paper thin just like mine was. Can Nicodemus now just go back to his people, his fellow Pharisees, to the Sanhedrin ruling council and pretend that this midnight conversation never happened? We'll see more of this guy. 
and his story next week. But for you, are you ready to be born again from above? What would you have to give up? What are you putting your security in? Like Nicodemus is putting his security in things. Or what are you putting your security in that you'd have to release? There's hope for Nicodemus. There's hope for me. There's hope for you. The name of that hope is Jesus. Jesus who tells us the truth, who scatters the pretenses of our answers and calls us into new life from above. Whether we have put our faith in Jesus before or if we're getting honest with Jesus about ourselves for the first time. Are you ready to step into the light and let Jesus see us as we are, broken and beautiful? Can we bear to see ourselves that way? I'm going to ask that you pray with me right now. When you pray, and pray a prayer from your heart, asking for this step in the new life in Jesus. Jesus, you came down from above to give us new life from above. We want to be born anew. We want a new heart. We want your spirit within us. We release the lesser things that we hold on to. And we embrace the new life that you have for us. We've counted the cost and know that the life you give is worth it. So we ask for this new birth by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you found today's podcast meaningful, we invite you to subscribe to all of the podcasts from Grace Atumwa. Grace is a congregation of the United Methodist Church located in Otumwa, Iowa. For more information on this podcast or other information on the ministries of Grace Atumwa, you can find us on the web at www.grace Otumwa, spelled O-T-T-U-M-W-A, dot org. Thank you for listening.